Each day that we're here, maybe in isolation, wherever you are in the world, brings another day of worry. As things are carrying on, getting longer and longer, people are out of work, people are losing um, business, people are getting concerned, where am I going to get my next dollar from? The worry around money in this time for the world is becoming intense, even to the point where in some countries, protests and riots are breaking out. But the thing is, as Muslims, alhamdulillah, we know better. If we really know our deen, we know better. Alhamdulillah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says he'll provide for us. Virus, no virus, it doesn't matter. We're still going to get our rizq, our provision that is promised to us by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But some Muslims are getting worried. They're feeling down. They're feeling depressed. But we shouldn't. In this podcast, I'm going to explain to you exactly how you can understand what is coming to you and exactly how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is providing for you and me in ways that we can't imagine and how we're going to come out of this just fine and how worrying about money is not something we should be doing. Thank you for joining us here at Mindful Mutsuma Speaks, the podcast where we are empowering women to grow and thrive. Gosh, guys, the countdown is coming. We only have a couple days left before Ramadan. Sometimes we feel like it'll never come, but subhanAllah that it creeps up on you in the end and it's here. Alhamdulillah, I do not think Ramadan could have come at a better time. I think I was saying that on Instagram the other day. Like out of all times in the world where the, where the world is kind of at its mercy at the same time because people... We have to remember we're already impoverished before this virus came and people were already having money problems before this virus came. People were having uh, problems with their spouses and children and now this has just added an entire layer of stress and uncertainty. And so I think there is no better time when, when we could embrace and accept and just welcome in Ramadan. SubhanAllah, alhamdulillah, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to live to see Ramadan and to reap its benefits and to leave it better than when we entered it. In the time of the Prophet, peace be upon him, the Sahaba, they used to just beg and beg and beg for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to allow them to see Ramadan. And we know with as many deaths as there has been lately, there's a lot of Muslims who have not made it to see Ramadan. So alhamdulillah, rabbil alameen, thank you so much. We should be thankful, thankful, thankful that we are here and, and it is on our doorstep, alhamdulillah. So I just want to talk today about money. I want to talk about money because it's like a taboo subject at this point. I feel like people are hurting privately, silently in their homes, and nobody wants to talk about it. And, you know, it's kind of embarrassing even for some people, but it really shouldn't be. It shouldn't be a source of worry. It shouldn't be a source of embarrassment. It shouldn't be a source of concern as much as it has become from so many people. And it's really easy if you're following the news and you're following a whole bunch of non-Muslims who might have a different approach to how they look at money and deal with money according to their own religions for whatever which ones they are. It can be really easy to get swept up into that emotion and make us doubt and worry. And so today, my hope is by the end of this podcast you'll understand why worrying is not necessary and alhamdulillah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is taking care of us and we will get through this just fine 
Before I do, I just want to say if you're new to the podcast, welcome, welcome. I've gotten so many new members, especially um, here and in my Ramadan Facebook group. I did open a Facebook group just for Ramadan so we can all spend it together. I know many of us, you listen to my podcast, but there's not a way for us to directly one-on-one connect. So I'm there and I have like, I videotape myself in my in my house giving messages to you and we're conversing. But more than that, just for fun, I do have fun prizes and challenges. Um, we're actually starting one today. So if you catch it today and you go log on, there's a brand new challenging giveaway today. And I have paired up with at least, I don't know, 14 Muslim companies. Alhamdulillah, we're expanding. And they're working with us to give you gifts. Now, the last one we had was for Ab and... Uh, Ab collection and hot hijab. We gave away some um, items from there. And the new one, we have about three or four Muslim companies that will be giving away this time. And this time we're going to give away to three or four different people. We're taking the gift and we're going to split it up. So you have multiple chances to win. So please, if you haven't already, I'll put the link below. Join us for Ramadan. I would love to spend it with you. I'm going to come on and do inspirational things. If you have concerns that come up, you guys want advice, you as women, I want you to come together and embrace one another. So we're building that village. I opened it up as Ramadan is like my big kickoff and I'm so excited to be on the Facebook community with you. If you are not in Facebook and I know some of you are not, so you DM me like, sister, I want to join with you and other sisters. What can I do? I do not have Facebook and I totally get that. And I, and actually truth, I'm not huge on Facebook as well, but I, I do um, go in there because I want to make sure I reach everyone. But if you are not, I do have a free class that I've shared with many of you. It's there. Um, and I also also have a private course where we have our own small groups and studies and community and it's extremely live so the difference between let's say my course and my planner compared to other ones that you've seen out there and I just want to be really clear I don't think I've mentioned this before is that it's really easy to buy a planner from any random place online and then to fill it out and feel good about filling it out and then never accomplishing most of it and that's what most women do. So when I built this course, I did it because I knew that that was the problem for most women. And I see that happening time and time again. Oh, I've set these goals. I can't reach them. I can't stop my bad habits, this and this. And you know what? That's the difference between what I'm trying to offer here, which I've never seen before, which is why I had to make it myself, which was a lot of work. But I feel really, really good about what we're about to do. And basically the course is we're going to do it together. So if you're a revert, if you're a reaver and I'm speaking to you especially right now and you're like, oh my gosh, Ramadan alone, it was bad enough when I could hardly find Muslims to sit with in Ramadan and to like break fast with, but now I'm going to be literally in my house with my whole family full of non-Muslims or maybe just my husband and I'm new and I, I don't know that much and I need to learn. We're going to be in that private course together, doing everything together, holding hands and like live, I'm coming on live. We're going to have groups and you guys can talk to me, you can talk to each other and I'm with you the whole way. And so that's the difference. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I also give you tons of other stuff I give you like the whole planner which helps you plan out your goals I'm going to teach you how to do it the right way I'm going to do um I have free books I have all my podcasts on there and I have everything recorded so if you can't make the live stuff that's fine too like if you're working from home or whatever I record them and then I put them up and you can watch them anytime you want so I just want to remind sisters who keep dming me about feeling isolated these are some options for you we do have the Facebook group we put it up there so we could spend Ramadan together and we have challenges and fun I wanted to make Ramadan fun because I feel like it's getting depressing for some Muslims. I've actually spoken, um, I don't know if you guys know, I did a live with Why Islam the other day. It's about to go up on their YouTube channel. I'll probably put it up on mine as soon as they give me the copy of the video. But they're talking about a lot of people are calling them and on their hotlines as Muslims and they're getting more suicide calls than ever. Yeah, our community is getting depressed. That's why I want to talk about money today. And we're about to just dive right into that. 
But I did want to throw out that if you are isolated, we have that Facebook group. Please come on. It's free. And I'm giving out prizes. I'm going to do inspiration. It's going to be like little snippets. But if you really, really want support and you feel like, gosh, that sounds nice, but that's really not enough. I have the whole course. And what happens is if you go and you watch the free master class, it's only about a 15, 16 minute training where I tell you what you need to do to succeed in Ramadan. Then right after that, I explain how to get access to the course and I'm going to be in there, but I'm going to tell you something, guys, I'm going to be totally honest. I'm only taking a limited number of students because there's no way I can give everybody my full love and attention if I do it with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of women. So I know many of you have come. I'm going to be like, couple hundred in the past day or two to me and said you want to join but I'm going to be honest I'm going to close the registration for it within a week well actually I have a cap okay so as soon as I reach my cap I'm going to close it but my intention is to leave it open for the next week so if you haven't already or you've joined my school a lot of you have joined my school but then you didn't actually go on and join the course and I don't want you to feel bad please please know that that will probably be closed within a week and it could be earlier at the rate that we're going so if you are going to join with us just consider that maybe go back on today and check and see if that's something you want to um, make sure you finish joining today because that is the the truth and I don't want anybody to get upset and say I didn't say it okay all right let's move on to money um money today is something really important that I wanted to talk about because it's something not a lot of Muslims really get an education on unless you've gone into some like formal thing where you've taken classes on it. And I know myself, it was the case as well. I had to go on and study. So I'm going to talk about a word today called rizq, R-I-Z-Q, and translation by English is provision. So it's really important for us to understand this concept because it is everything about what is coming to us in our entire life. All the good of that provision. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he mentions in the Quran that he'll provide for the birds. He provides for all the animals, for the flowers. It is amazing. When I do homeschooling with my son and I study how like the flowers are taken care of and the bees and the tr- everything is in such beautiful harmony you cannot appreciate it with just looking with your eyes guys i encourage you to study how i think harun yahya he has a lot of stuff um about like science in the quran but i mean my myself i just study like the cycle of life and then the the web and uh, you know and, and you know the basic stuff you learn in, like first second third grade when i teach my kids and even that alone i'm just blown away so yeah allah provides for every part of his creation and that includes us and so another important idea to understand with rizq is that the rizq for the believer okay like you and me it is not something that changes it is a fixed amount and this is very much having to do with covid so this is why i wanted to 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 get this today so ibn mas'ud narrated that the prophet peace be upon him said to his wife um habiba verily you have asked allah subhanahu wa ta'ala about the duration of life already set and the steps you would take and the sustenance the share of which is fixed nothing will take place before its due time and nothing will be deferred beyond when it is due and we find that in sahih muslim so it's like basically saying in a nutshell don't worry because whatever is coming to you is coming to you they can bring a hurricane they can bring a virus anything that comes that is created by man or or, or by nature itself just like coming in terms of calamity is not going to change the rizq that is due to you within your time, within your life. And that's really important to understand. And so I'm going to go into a bit of why, even if times are difficult, why worrying about money doesn't make any sense and what we can do instead. So 
if times are difficult for a true believer, we see it as a test from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who will provide what is due. So we remember the ayah you know, that states that the life of this world is a brief passing enjoyment. Okay, and when we're confronted by difficult times, it's really tempting to resort to working crazy hours and staying up all night with anxiety and insomnia and taking like two, three online jobs, doing anything and going crazy. Now, we're not saying don't seek out opportunity. We're saying doing it as a desperate attempt because of fear is an entire different thing. So the steadfast believer, the person who is the good believer, okay, they're not going to stress and strain and worry. Instead, they're going to carry on as a believer does, right? They're going to be grateful. When charities come up, like even on social media on our phone, we're not going to be like, oh, astaghfirullah, I don't have any money. How could I even think about that right now, this Ramadan? Charity, no way. This Ramadan, I'm not giving any charity. This is crazy. No. Guys, I was in something, I remember in, in the deepest, darkest time in my life when I had struggled with money, because we all go through that at some point, this is life. And I remember the charity came to me to give money to a particular country, and I had nothing. And I remember all I had in my bank account was something like $700. And the, 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 the calling for a certain package of food for people was like $500. And I remember I looked to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, I looked in, into my hands in du'a, and I said, Ya Rabbi. I'm going to give like 75% of what I have right now because I trust you. And I know that you told me if I give without fear, if I invest in my people and myself without fear, that subhanAllah, you will bring me something from in which way you didn't know. And guess what, guys? Within a week, and I'm not saying that, you know, there's a time stamp on when Allah sends you the promise of which he promises, I had a check in the mail for $2,200 that my, somebody in my, my job through the branches mistakenly was supposed to have given me. So not only did I get back what I had, but I had gotten multitudes back. So my point is the time of charity in Ramadan, this Ramadan coming up, don't withhold because you're not supposed to. I'm not saying, you know, go beyond your measure, but understand that withholding is not what the believer is called to do because of fear. And the other thing is, Ramadan is a time of self-reflection. We've talked about it several times when you're supposed to be in your house believing and understanding and, and, and um, you know, investing in yourself. We're supposed to be, you know, investing in ourselves in learning and developing in ourselves in whatever that means. And so we're supposed to invest in that as well. Invest in whatever we need to become the best version of the believer we can. Because when we are the better believer, Allah only increases in the reward. So think about the opposite, about withholding charity, withholding investing in ourselves in terms of learning, and, and, and withholding in um, investing in our children, withholding it. Imagine if we just withhold. It is harming us. Now Allah is withholding reward that he could have given us had we trusted, had we been thankful, had we been grateful. Okay, so when times are difficult, the believer doesn't do that. The steadfast believer understands that his rizq is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he understands when the Prophet, peace be upon him, advised us, let not the fear of people stop anyone from what is true and good or doing something important. Because what you say or do will not keep you from your rizq or keep you from your, your lifespan. So we might be fearing the governments that we're in or the, the, um, the different people that are telling us how we're not allowed to work or this and that. That's my point. We cannot fear them. We cannot fear things that are over us 
and withholding us and stopping us. We can only fear one thing, which is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, I'm not saying don't look for opportunities for work. I would say skill up, learn about online and switching. Now's the time to be agile and think about how can I work differently. So even when I do what I have to do, um, I think, okay, so uh, this is part of the growth mindset that I've talked so many times about before, right? So when something is hard, you don't say that there's no solution. You just say, I haven't found it yet. There is a solution. I just haven't found it yet. And you keep positive that's the point you're not worrying and carrying on so i just want us to first understand that rizq is fixed it's this virus isn't going to make you have any less money than you were going to have before and this money is and this virus isn't going to help isn't going to stop you excuse me from getting any money that's due to you from a less penny without or any rizq and rizq also includes our children because obviously some people do not have children so let's, let's remember that that we should be grateful that we even do have our children um and then the second thing so the first point is rizq is fixed i wanted to just make that point i'm only making about three points today guys and the second one is rizq is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the most fundable, fun, fundamental idea that I think the, the majority of Muslims need to internalize is that it's in the hands of Allah it's not in the hands of a coronavirus it's not in the hands of a pandemic it's not in the hands of um, whether your boss fires you or not it is not in those hands it is in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala one of the beautiful names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Al-Razaq the provider, the providence, the supplier, the bestower of sustenance, the one who creates all means of nourishment and sustenance, the one who gives us everything we need. And he says that in the Quran, Lo Allah is the one who gives livelihood, the Lord of the unbreakable might, right? And also Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Al-Anam, we provide for you. So this clearly shows how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is al-razaq and he provides to whom he wills. And this is his authority of provision and only he can do that. Now, just last part of this point I want to say is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala here is basically connecting having taqwa, fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and, and love and all those things we're supposed to have and, and being a good believer, being a good believer because at the end of Ramadan, what are we trying to reach? We're trying to gain taqwa because when you have that relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that is good and strong, it makes it so easy to trust. And that's what has helped me. I invested in myself. I learned, I read under people who are more knowledgeable than myself. And I learned all these things. And it gave me the confidence to feel comfortable with trusting Allah. Because I know we say, Alhamdulillah, oh, I trust Allah. Of course I'm Muslim, I trust Allah. But do we really? Uh, let's get real, guys. Do we really trust Allah? Because the effect of trusting Allah is not worrying. So if we're worrying right now, there's some type of malfunction with the trust. And I want to mention that. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala here connects taqwa with the provision of rizq. So basically, the more we're becoming better and, and the rizq, like it's already fixed, right? But at the end of the day, he will make a way for him out of every difficulty from where he does not expect. Surah Al-Talaq, it says, and whoever fears Allah, he will make a way for him, a way out for him. And will provide for him for where he does not expect. And that's what happened when I gave charity. Okay, I didn't say, oh gosh, I'm not going to invest in my poor, uh, starving Muslim brothers and sisters. Astaghfirullah. I did it and Allah provided me from which I didn't know. There were times where 
I knew I was at a certain level of Islam and I wanted to be at another level of Islam, but I knew I didn't know enough. So I had to go under a teacher and I had to go and learn from them. And there was money that I had to pay for that. And that was something that I look at as an investment. And at the end of the day, if we stop investing in our people and if we stop supporting our local Muslim, that's why I have on my Facebook group, all these Muslim companies coming in, guys, they're giving away free stuff. But I also want us to remember who they are and remember the good that these companies are putting out every day. And I'm, let me see if I have, if I have a list here i'm going to put a list of some of these companies i have a lot of them um if i get to the end by i will but i want to tell you that that's the thing we have to invest in each other we have to invest in ourselves and our family and just another point on that from a mother's perspective i did want to bring this up um you know when you invest in yourself you're investing in your family and when you have a better Muslim family, you know, that's obviously you're in a better place. All of us together. Don't we all want to go to Jannah together with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? But you know what I find? I find that we're not taking care of ourselves and improving ourselves. And in not for some of us, you know, as much as we could. And so I want us to be really honest about what we're doing. Like, oh, I'm finding it difficult and tired. Sure, Ramadan comes, I'll read some Quran. But let's let's think about it, guys. It's a test from Allah. He wants to see who's going to trust him. And then we have to ask ourselves, well, are we trusting him? No, I'm worrying. And are we spending our time wisely? Mm, maybe I'm binge watching Netflix all day. I'm on social media all day. I'm not really opening the Quran. Have you cracked open the Quran recently and actually read it? Have I, right, like this? And subhanAllah, have we actually thought, how am I going to make Ramadan better this year and actually become better and not just like every other year make some empty promise to myself that I actually don't fulfill and therefore I'm not a better woman and therefore my relationship with my husband isn't better and therefore my relationship with my children isn't better see when I look at investing investing in my community investing in myself I think about it in terms of the better I am the more I have to give that is good and as a person like me who does a lot of community work like you see me work with you guys I do a lot of teaching outside um I always say I have to make myself better because the the more I have in terms of good is the more good I have to give and so I have to increase that so let's ask ourselves what are we doing with our time as we're sitting home and are we taking this test well or are we just using it to say we're bored I, I mean I've had some people contact me and say they're bored and are you, I don't know what to do. Guys, I'm sorry. I'm never bored. I am always learning. If I'm not learning, I'm, I'm doing um, a charity. I'm doing um, an event for somebody. I'm helping. And if you're not the person that wants to go out in the community and do crazy stuff, that's fine. But like, what are we doing for even ourselves and our kids? I'm sitting with my kids. I'm doing activities. My husband likes when I cook certain things. A lot of you guys have been watching maybe my IG things where you see me making bread. My husband loves bread. So that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm, how do I do this recipe, that recipe? I'm, or I have a recipe and I know I do it well. How can I do it better? Um, you know, what can I learn that's new so I don't have to do the same thing over and over? My husband really appreciates it. He's, he knows that when he comes home, I, like, I take care of him. And don't get me wrong, he takes care of me too. I told you guys, when I do my schedule and I need a break, my husband's like, give me the kids. I'm going to watch them for you. I'm going to go to the park. I'm going to do this. You take some time to yourself. You look tired. And because we take care of one another, our relationship is good. And there we have happiness. When we have happiness, our children see a healthy marriage. Then when they go get married, they have a healthy marriage. But that began with me investing in myself and not being afraid to do that because of money. And in times like this, when it's really hard for families and it's really easy to see these things on social media where people are in need 
Even if you can give $5, guys, to charity, give $5 to charity. Or if you can't even give $5 to charity, make a da'a. Make a da'a. Make a da'a for your brother and sister wherever they are all over the world. Okay? This is really important. So the last thing that I wanted to bring up is that um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sometimes gives more to some people than others. There's sometimes some envy. I want to talk about hasad for a minute and just ending. Sometimes we say, you know what, I'm struggling, but the person next to me is not struggling. It's not fair. It's not fair that I'm struggling and they're still doing well and, you know, like this. But I want us to imagine that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran, he actually knew we would feel this and he addressed it directly. And he said in the Quran, I will give some people more than others. But you have to understand, and I have to understand that sometimes it's a test for them. Sometimes it's a test for them. He's testing them in a way that we don't want that test. It's not always the, the bright and shiny thing that we think it is. So Allahu alam, <clears throat> why the person, or maybe the person is secretly staying all night up in prayer. I'm just saying, we don't know the reason, because Allah does it for multiple reasons, right? Particular reason, it could be a test, it could be a barakah, whatever it is, or that's just the rizq, Right? But he's going to give us rizq and something else. And sometimes rizq provision, it doesn't come in just money. It comes in the form of other things in life like children or health. Okay, guys, like let's not forget that rizq is a broad thing. And, you know, we shouldn't be worried about that. So what are we supposed to do instead? Where are we supposed to put all of our energy? We're supposed to make a lot of alhamdulillah. Subhanallah, alhamdulillah. Thank you, Allah. I know I only have this little bit and I don't know what tomorrow will bring. But I know and trust you that your Al-Razaq, Al-Razaq, you will give me, the provider, you'll give me exactly what is due to me because you are the most just. You are Al-Adl, Al-Adl. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala never, never is unjust. That's the one thing I have to say. People, we're horrible. We can be horrible to one another. We can withhold. We can use one another. Astaghfirullah. We can just be horrible people to one another. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the undying mercy that he has for his creation, he will never let you suffer unjustly. And maybe right now, if you are suffering or I'm suffering, he just wants to see how much we trust him, how much we love him. And by our response, we'll determine how he will get us out of that difficulty. So let's not forget that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves us and he wants good for us. But we shouldn't worry. We should trust him. We should be thankful. We should not withhold in investing in our people and ourself. And in this time of Ramadan, let us not fear and look at Ramadan in any way that um, it will be any less than the previous Ramadan. If anything, it will be better. We have more time to spend with ourselves and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It has been it has been kind of forced upon us in a way, right, with the isolation. But it's, it might be the best gift you ever had. We need to slow down. We need to look at ourselves, as hard as it might be. We need to look at our children and how we're treating them and our spouse and say, wow, maybe my, my problems and my relationships with those people or my in-laws, I know a lot of you guys contact me for that. Maybe there's things that I could do for myself to help me to, to feel happier and better. And that comes with not holding the good that we have and investing in ourselves. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us, like I said, to live to see Ramadan. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow each of us to see the beauty and the gifts that we have right in front of us to allow us to be thankful and to allow us to be grateful for all that he has given us. And I look forward to spending time with you guys in Ramadan. Don't forget to join the Facebook group. We'd love to see you there and love to engage with the challenges. And um, yeah, also if you can, take the free master class. I'll put the links below. Jazakum Allahu khairan. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.